0: in
1: yeah, time. Remember they fan out down there. Drive. Right,
2: well, First time in the history of ever I didn't have the run sheet pre printed before we started the show. Look at that. uh, But I did. I know you did. Well, I could have pulled up on the computer. I just didn't take the time to do it. Uh, Welcome to the Inside Pass, everybody. Another uh, week of racing talk. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Schroeder, Chris Murdoch, all in the studio. And uh, Justice is here as well. He's uh, overseeing things for Chris. He's a little assistant, apparently, I guess, tonight, right? Or is it the other way around? Justice is learning. He's
3: learning. L for learning. All right. Yes. (laughs) L for for learning. Justice Colabro.
2: All right, so uh, we'll uh, – Future producer. I'm sure he'll chime in at some point in time uh, tonight. Maybe if Chris lets him because Chris has the control over everything, so.
3: <laughs> Which is why he just muted Randy. Yes, and I knew he was doing it. Yeah, so he didn't anything, say anything,
2: so. yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we, we do have a great show tonight. Uh, Alex Bowman will be on at some point <laughs> in, uh, in time tonight. Uh, Tom got to sit down with Alex uh, later this uh, past week. Um, so uh, we'll see what uh, Alex has on his mind It was before the race weekend in Indy But uh, uh, we'll see what's uh, going on with Alex Bowman We've also got uh, some news that we uh, want to discuss um, Some more silly season things that have happened in the NASCAR world And of course, as we mentioned, we will talk about Indy as well As uh, I guess there are a lot of varying opinions about what you saw over the weekend Or specifically yesterday um, as we record this show uh, on Monday But um, I guess we'll see what the varying opinions are out there with everybody. Um, and, of course, Fantasy NASCAR as well we'll do uh, later on in the show, too. And we're going to talk about the Knoxville Nationals, too, because it kind of has a NASCAR tie-in if you didn't catch who won uh, the Knoxville Nationals. So I guess we'll uh, we'll start with uh, IndyCar. Or not IndyCar. Indy. Well, I guess IndyCar was there, too. But uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway um, and the road course race, uh, specifically Sunday, because I think that's where most everybody uh, has a varying opinion about what happened on Sunday um tracks falling apart and, and people wrecking and uh, it, it turned into a, a, a quite the show uh, the last 10 laps of the race uh peter we'll start with you what did you think of the race itself not necessarily all the controversy that happened in the last 25 30 minutes of the race
4: i thought it was certainly a bit unexpected seeing larson and i guess his two teammates elliott and byron run one two three for so much of the race and of course if everything didn't go to crap in the last 10 laps they would have finished one two three in whichever order but obviously that didn't happen and we got aj there winning again which i don't think anyone expected and call racing going to victory lane as a part-time unchartered team which i don't, i didn't think i'd be saying that sentence at all this year but i'm glad i'm able to say it but overall i think we had an interesting race to put it nicely and I don't know. I'm still kind of missing the Indy Oval and the Brakeyard 400.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I am too. We'll talk about that too in a little bit. Tom, what was your opinion of the race?
3: I'm not missing the Oval at all. Um, The road course was great until the last 10 laps. And I think that's the factor of, you know, obviously what we saw with the curbing. They just have to come up with something different there, which we can – I guess, talk more about that later. But overall, I I thought the race, I would give it a solid 8 or 8.5 on a 10 scale. I thought it was an interesting race. Um, you had several different drivers up front, like uh, Peter said, the Hendrick cars kind of uh, dominated a little bit of it but um, there was a lot of action going on throughout the field I thought all the way through um, I thought that the cars put on a good show on the road course given that they'd never been on it before and had you know very little uh, in the way of obviously data or anything unless you had an Xfinity team that raced on it uh, you know a year ago or whatever but um, you know I enjoyed it I thought it was I thought it was good to the last 10 laps and I don't fault you know the. I'm not going to throw the entire race away for what happened the last ten laps. That was a particular issue with a particular part of the track.
0: It wasn't NASCAR's fault that IMS's Correct. track broke.
3: Right. That's that's also true. It was that those were permanent IMS curbing uh, issues that happened. It had nothing to do with anything NASCAR did.
2: Well, if you think about, you know, obviously those that curbing and, and you know every road course race we run, there's always some sort of curbing on the racetrack to keep, you know, keep keep cars in bounds, so to speak. Um, but th- they've ran this course before. I mean, Xfinity ran it last year and Indy ran it last year. This is the first time NASCAR's ran it. Um, but if you think about all of the times, uh, you know, over the, the weekend that cars have ran over that curbing, I mean, it, obviously at some point in time, it's going to give. I mean, you've got cars running, you know, 90, 100 miles an hour over top of that uh, that curbing. All day long, you know, and so well, eventually it's, just the, it's break. just the weight
0: difference. You know, I don't think those curbs have ever,
3: you know, had the right. weight of a cup car. I'm just saying problem, the cars
2: can't so. go over it because otherwise that'd be a very dangerous situation.
3: But uh, I just see this is why I've never been a fan of that type of a deal. If you don't want a race car going past a certain point, put a wall there. That way they won't go past a certain point. The racers are gonna well, use all about, of the racers. At this
0: point you're talking about the turtle curves and not the curb that
3: broke. No, I'm I'm talking about the principle of curving in general. I am th- I'm, I'm just saying that the reason that we use curving anywhere for any purpose is strictly to 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 try and discourage cars from going past the point of the curb, they all did it anyway. I mean, and that's part. what I'm saying. The way to stop it is simply put a wall there. You're not going to go through a wall, um, you know. And it, it's it's sad, but the Bubble fact Wallace is, disagrees. well, I mean, you know, that's uh, because I you mean, hit the wall. That's probably well, the yeah. There's well, the thing. The thing I was talking about is, the
0: robo when he went through uh, the wall. Yes, yeah, well, there you he go.
4: Through it, there is <laughs> the a. Uh, I rest in. my case.
3: <laughs> The thing with me is, I mean, you look in that same part of the track, and you have basically a speed mountain that was sitting over there, and it's like, I just, to me, that that idea is just silly because drivers are always going to push the limit. So if you're going to use curbing, you've got to find something that some that's not going to to pull up like that. They had issues on Saturday. With that same spot, and obviously, they did not do a good job of making the right kind of repair or you know, well, correcting I know, it for
0: Sunday. I know every caution that came out Sunday, there were people out there with sledgehammers and saws and welders, drills, and welders yeah. trying to fix that thing. Too late, then. That now, now that we've dug into IMS a little bit, the one thing I will praise them for is uh, the track safety. I think sometimes we get. Uh, we take for granted, you know, some of these things that tracks put in place, uh, around their speedways. And there was a tire barrier coming off of that same spot, um, uh, that I really didn't pay much attention to the whole race because nobody was ever out in the grass for, uh, us to pay attention to until Logano went about a hundred and some, uh, into that tire barrier. And if that tire barrier wasn't there, there'd be a lot of hurt fans. Cause that car would have went straight through that fence.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it's good that they have that there. And there's all kinds of those, you know, type of barriers that you you don't have to just have tires. But yeah, that was good. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm saying. I can separate the rest of the race from what happened with that curbing issue. I just think it's unfortunate that they obviously underestimated after Saturday how severe and serious that problem would be because, you know, they had the chance to correct it. And, you know, they weren't. They didn't, or di- whatever, um, thought they had whatever. I just, uh, I don't know. For a while there, it's... I thought they were
0: going to go out and put tires there where that curb was because they were just moving tires around
2: all over the place. You just yeah. put a bunch of wrecked race cars right there. Somebody will end up uh, running around. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the first year of the Roval race. You know, they had that little like kink or whatever that they they put the back nice there. Chicane. Had, yeah, the chicane, and they had to end up moving it around because it was not enough room. Yeah. Um, coming out of one, going into the other one, and uh, so they had to move it back a little bit. But it's trial and error. I mean, it's the first year for these guys running this, this configuration, and, you know, as, as years go on, I'm sure they'll fix it. What well, didn't make but.
0: any sense to me is after they removed the curbing, they still ran over the turtle, and everybody knows what a turtle does to the race car. I mean, Corey LaJoy went over that thing and made his car frown. Um <laughs>
5: Literally, <laughs> so, and it's, Michael yeah, McDowell there's... launched
0: in the air and did a three sixty. Corey
3: Corey has face on the hood. Would it have actually frowned? Turned the smile upside down at Toys R Us, kind of. Thing. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but he's right,
2: though. I mean, you know, the, the, these drivers live so much on the edge that they're they're coming. They're trying to find every little square inch of space that they can find to cut the corner and cut the track.
3: Well, that's why. I'm sorry. I mean, I think you. Find, and, and again, I'm not vilifying ims at all i'm just saying that i also felt
0: bad for bubba who got penalized for avoiding the wreck he went through the he went right. around the back yeah. end of that curb and avoided court of the joy and michael mcdowell and all those people and got sent to the rear because he cut the
3: course like you would rather him wreck than not right well that's why i'm saying sometimes nascar you need to use a little judgment Coming. sometimes and and there's there are exceptions to every rule and you know that's that was one of the the situations. That's a good example of the of a, of that kind of situation for me. Is you know, Bubba was clearly trying to avoid rather than to do anything you know underhanded or gain. And spots. didn't Corey
0: do the same thing before, like the caution before, where he just said nope and like went around it? <laughs> I don't know. I and didn't see it. He, he kept his have. spot.
3: He may have. Um, But it's it's just too bad. Uh, You know, again, that the last 10 laps was a dumpster fire. But, um, you know, the 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 race, obviously seeing AJ win was great colleague, you know, that that they're such a a classy bunch of people um, that you just always have to be
4: happy, Peter, whenever AJ Allmendinger wins or colleague racing wins because they're just all great people can couldn't say it better myself, is there any group of people that just looks like they're having more fun every Saturday or Sunday at the racetrack? I mean, that whole team, the whole chemistry just feels like one big happy family. I know AJ and Justin Haley and Ross Chastain used to joke they were like father and son and uncle yeah. or whatever, but still, they honestly do feel like one big happy family. Matt Colley, Chris Rice, everyone over there.
3: Well, and that's the that's the atmosphere that that uh, that Chris and Matt instill in that group is is that that family in, in atmosphere, and that's what good leadership does. And look what they've accomplished with what they what they have. I mm-hmm. mean, that's you know, I think they've uh, they've got a good chance to succeed in the Cup Series going forward because of that.
2: Yeah, you can ask anybody in the garage area what they think about Chris Rice, Matt Colligan, anybody in the organization, and they'll tell you how genuinely. Like positive, the whole organization is. Chris is always, you know, trying to keep a momentum and trying to keep the team positive and positive outlook on everything, and um, it shows in the results. I mean, you can tell, yeah. you know, not only from the extremity side but also from the Cup side as well. Um, so we are going to uh, step aside here and take a break. When we come back from break, Tom had the opportunity to sit down earlier this week with uh, Alex Bowman. And uh, talk to him about his season so far and uh, the run to the playoffs. And we will have that interview when we come back. More of the Inside Pass is right after this. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
5: your car i don't know it won't start how are we getting home two my parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from lewis Miniki it was free with my oil change they will come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop good to know with my driving my parents never know what to expect when you join the mineke car care club with a 35 dollar preferred service you get four free months of roadside assistance including tire change battery jump
7: lockout service towing and more contact lewis mineke located on route one or call 827-2054 This is Justin Locke, and you're listening to The Best Guys on the Radio, the inside town.
3: Bowman joins us on the show now, and great to have Alex back with us here on the Inside Pass. And Alex, of course, if you if you're under a rock, uh, drives the Ally Chevrolet for Rick Hendrick Motorsports in the Cup Series. Right now, uh, sitting, I think, sixth in points, uh, playoff points, anyways. Three wins, six top five finishes. 12 top 10 finishes. Time for the most wins in the series right now uh, with uh, Martin Trux, two behind your teammate Kyle Larson. Uh, not a bad season at all so far, uh, Alex, for you and the Ally team.
8: Yeah, thanks. It's uh, It's been a good start to the year. We've had some ups and downs and some weekends that were a little painful, but, you know, also having three wins kind of makes some of that hurt a little less. So. Um, you know, it's been a, a great year driving the 48 and, and working with Ally. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, we have a good playoff run. Just kind of getting geared up, ready to go for that. Gone to uh, a couple of road courses the last couple of weeks. We're here in Indy. and, um, excited to see how it goes.
3: Yeah, talk about the road course side of things a little bit for you, because obviously that wasn't your background. So what's it been like for you uh, as you've come up through the ranks? And of course, now we've got uh, several more of them in the Cup Series than we've had uh, in past years. So talk a little bit about the road course side. Do you enjoy it and uh, how how are you adapting to it?
8: Yeah, I definitely enjoy it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, I would say it's not very natural for me, and it's it's definitely difficult. But I enjoy it. We've had some really good runs. Um, we've also had some poor runs, like last week at Watkins Glen. We we really struggled a lot more than than we thought we were going to. So, um, you know, we're a little hit and miss with it. But we've also had some strong runs. We've run top three a couple times at some road courses. So, um, you know, hopefully we uh, we have a good one here in Indy this week. It's kind of an unknown with the track that. Most of us have never been on, so um, excited, ready to get rolling. And, you know, the HMS road course cars are always super strong. So, um, just got to do my job behind the wheel.
3: I was going to ask you about uh, that because obviously, uh, first time on the Indy road course, uh, running, uh, the race formerly known as the Brickyard 400, I guess we could say, um, do you like the change over to the road course? Um, and kind of, I mean, how does that feel going into it to know that you're not going to be running on the famed the oval.
8: Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd rather run Raceway Park down the road. But hey, um, me too. You know, yeah, the the Brickyard's a really special place, and I think it's special no matter what course you're running on it. And um, you know, obviously, uh, it's an honor to get to race on that racetrack. So, um, you know, I'm I'm all I'm all good with whatever track we're running on. We all gonna r- race the same racetrack. Um, the the oval at Indianapolis is a little awkward in a stock car didn't never make for a great race with kind of the way the, the race cars have progressed over the years and um excited to see how the race goes with the cup cars on the road course. You know, the Xfinity race last year was phenomenal so um, hopefully it goes pretty well. But you know, I I do love Raceway Park and I wish we, <laughs> we could get a race back there. We're running the, the midget race there. Tomorrow night, um, Josh Wise is driving my car there. We spent all day yesterday there practicing. So, um, that place has a a special place in my heart, but, um, you know, the big track is, is also special no matter if it's the oval or the road course or whatever.
3: Well, uh, you've got, uh, three races left before the playoffs start. You've got Indy, uh, the road course this weekend, then you go to Michigan, big track, and then you go to Daytona, which is always uh, basically a toss-up, right? So to, to end the regular season, um, you've got to feel really good about your situation going into the playoffs, given that you've are you you know, you've got three wins. Hendrick Motorsports as a whole seems to be stronger this year than it has in maybe a decade or more. Um, talk a little bit about Uh, how you feel about the 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 last three races and and going into the playoffs at
8: Darlington yeah the the run-up to the playoffs is almost kind of an awkward set of races right you have Watkins Glen Indy Michigan Daytona uh coming off of two weeks off so it's a little different um going through that batch of races but you know hopefully we can get some momentum rolling the right direction and and be prepared ready to go when we get to Darlington um Michigan has been rough on us over the last couple of years, but I think our engine shop is, is doing a phenomenal job these days and they always have been, but especially lately, um, you know, I think that'll help us a lot when we get to Michigan and
5: Daytona kind of
8: is what it is. So, um, excited to, like I said, just try to build some momentum last year. We didn't have really any momentum going into yeah. the playoffs and still had a great playoff run. So, um, I feel like, you know, if we can, do similar to what we did last year, sprinkle some wins in through the playoffs. We can hopefully make it all the way to Phoenix and and be in contention there.
3: Brand new car coming to the Cup Series in 2022. Lots of buzz about it uh, from all sides and kind of all different points of view. Talk a little bit about your thoughts going into next year with the new car and uh, what you think about the car itself and how it may uh, change the racing a little bit.
8: Yeah, it's going to be different. I don't really know what to expect. Um, I drove it at Martinsville, and it's it's way different than the current car, and uh, I think we're all just going to have to adapt to it. I'm all for a new challenge and excited to learn how it drives and figure out how to dial it in and race it and be successful with it, but it's definitely going to be, be tough just with how different it is. So uh, I know the teams have just started to get some cars and have a ton of work ahead of them. Um, you know, there are some some things that are I think are really cool about it and some things that are going to be challenges for, for us with it. But, um, you know, it's a clean slate. It's the same for everybody, and we just got to figure out how to optimize it, what the car does and doesn't like, and really how to drive it. I feel like about everybody that's driven them has crashed them. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> got to figure out how to not do that and and go from there
3: yeah you don't want to be a crash test w that's for sure Uh, talk a little bit about if you can more specifically what is different how what what kind of a feel is it for a driver compared to the current car if you know as much as you can tell us
8: yeah i mean i think the biggest thing is the current car you can slide around a lot drive pretty yacht out and sideways and you have a much bigger sidewall so the tire is more forgiving uh the car makes more side force so you can slide it more and catch it whereas this new car all that goes away it's kind of like a a razor's edge where as soon as it steps out you just end up spinning out or, or whatever so um just learning how to drive more of that like razor's edge can't step over the line like you can't run 101% because you'll crash it. You have to okay. run 99.95% every lap, and that's going to be way different for me at least. I feel like I kind of drive kind of right at the the peak of the tire grip and, and overslip the tire at times. And I think if you overslip the right rear tire specifically on, on the next-gen car, you're, you're typically going to be going for a ride. So um, just learning – how to kind of live on that edge where the the line is so much finer is going to be the the difficult part of that car. And um, we're all going to have to adapt to it and, and go from there.
3: Almost feels like uh, stepping back in time to the days when uh, driver input was so much more key uh, to the race car's performance. So it uh, should be interesting to see how that goes. And I know uh, one of the reasons you probably drive the way you do is because, well, you love the open wheel stuff. And you've got your open wheel team uh, you mentioned running uh, this weekend with uh, with that with Josh. Uh, talk about what else you got coming up.
8: Yeah, it's been uh, a lot of fun this year with ABR. Uh, You know, we've had a lot of support from Valvoline and Ally jumped on board as well. And um, I went wingspin car racing for the first time a couple weeks ago and had an absolute blast doing that. So um, we don't have much the rest of the year. I think we have five or six races left, and just kind of CJ Leary is going to hit some races in the wing car and um, do something for World Finals. Still not sure who's going to drive it there. I feel like we're all busy. I'm. I'm going to be in Phoenix, CJ will be in California, so got to figure out what we're doing there, but it's too close to home not to go, so um, other than that, we don't really have much, you know, just kind of gearing up for next year, building a couple new cars for next year, and I'm probably going to run a lot of Wingsprint car races next year and, nice. and try to have a lot of fun with it, so um, excited about that, that's something I always wanted to do, I, I don't have a huge dirt background, I ran some midget stuff, but most of the midget stuff I ran was on pavement, so uh, the wing sprint car is pretty much as far out of my comfort zone as you can get. And, you know, just trying to be out there and, and learn what I can has been a lot of fun. Well, uh look
3: forward to seeing more of you on the open-wheel side next year. Sounds like that will be a real challenge, new cup car and more dirt uh, track stuff with the wings, uh sprint car. That should be a lot of fun. Alex, it's always great to have you on the show. We appreciate you taking some of your time uh, from Indy to talk to us. We wish you all the best this weekend and going down the stretch this year as you uh, try for that first championship.
8: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.
2: What an awesome guy. Alex Bowman isn't here. I guess oh spoiled some breaking news that he's going to run some more sprint car races next year. He probably needs to stop hanging out with uh, Kyle Larson.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> He's rubbing off on everybody. It's the in thing now, all these NASCAR guys. They all have uh, dirt teams and go race dirt in their spare time and i for one think that's pretty darn cool peter
4: i do as well and i think that ally sprint car he has just beautiful they made a die cast of that i would 100% get that just because i love those ally colors especially the purple on the sprint car you know i
2: feel like they could save a lot of money if they just put all the sprint cars in one hauler at hendrick and just took them all at one time (laughs) a lot of money saved they wouldn't have to be you know uh bumming rides off of each other but that's awesome where
0: is the shop that might not be public knowledge is it still his house
3: no. Alice shot? Yeah. No. I I don't think it is. I I know where I believe he is now, but I don't think it's public knowledge, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard something not long ago as the, I think I think I know where he is.
2: Well, awesome. Uh, good, good to see that he, he's getting out and doing some sprint car races. He he uh, made his debut just a few weeks ago and ended up in the top 5. So um, obviously, he knows how to wheel a sprint car, so it's good to see that uh, he's out uh, and going to run some more sprint car races next year. Um, we do have another piece of breaking news, but I want to save it for after the break because um, we only have what 22 seconds left, and I really don't want to get into it right now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, when we come back from break, uh, we do have some other uh, news of uh, some news of note that we want to talk about. Uh, Clearly, some silly season news that might be uh, some interesting topic of conversation. We've got fantasy NASCAR as well. And we'll talk about the Knoxville Nationals. Some more sprint car racing news is on the way. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Stick with us.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride. Go fish. Walk in the park. Phone call. Milkshake. Play catch. Picnic. Fly a kite. Tell jokes. Laugh. Talk. Read a story. Tell a story. Bumper car. Swing set. Bowling. Pillow fight. Cut loose. Stay tight.
6: At your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meinike Car Care Center. Rev up your
9: career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. I'm Matt De Benedetto, the brutally
2: honest
4: NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass.
2: Got to give credit to Matt De Benedetto finishing fifth in the race at Indy over the weekend. As Peter always says, "too little, too late," but you know at least he's auditioning for something for next year. So um, it's always good to have him uh, go out there and get a get a good finishing uh, a good finishing run. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Chris Murdoch, Pushing Buttons. Justice is uh, learning how to push buttons. And uh, so in the weeks to come, he'll probably sit in. He's and, being uh, learned. He's being learned. He's, he's, being, being, learned. Schooled. he's being schooled. He's being schooled. being right they now. would say in my hometown from Ohio, he's being learned. He's being learned. <laughs> <laughs> Edumacated. Edumacated. Uh So uh, before we went to break, I mentioned we had breaking news. Um, Noah's back next week. That's breaking news? Well,
3: I, I Wait, gotta say give that again. Noah's
2: back next week.
3: Oh, I mean, that's... I'm happy that I'm back, but I just I don't know does that qualify? I guess it's breaking. News. I mean, it's, it's breaking, breaking news. news for us. It's
2: breaking. News. Well, it's it's breaking news for us only because we haven't. <laughs> that's what been you able get for to... calling Noah breaking news? Well, no. Hear me out. Now, hold on. I'm going to get you guys on my side. Listen, we haven't had anybody to pick on for the last seven weeks. I pick on you just fine. Well, I know you and I do, but. <laughs> It's you know you always need the one arm man in a butt kicking contest and know is that person, so we need him back because you know, we need somebody that we can bounce we things just off need, of we it. just need it to not be you anymore. I all mean, he
3: doesn't text and walk downstairs.
2: Anymore. I can take that's... I can take the punishment just fine. I always have, but I I'm a lot more strong-willed than Noah. We make Noah cry when he's here, and I really don't. I mean, that's
0: why I to, nice. that's why I, that's why I had to take a vacation.
2: It's fun, is what it is. I mean, that's just that's all it is to it. It's just, you know, you it, it know it what?
0: Fun. We make him cry, so he went away and made kids at camp cry. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the terror, some it of the just... pictures
2: he's posted on social media. The terror in their eyes. You, you know that saying, "crap runs downhill." That's what just happened. It's you know. Maybe. Yeah, pretty much. It's, its name is Noah, and it's well. No, it doesn't run downhill. It, it rolls downhill. No- <laughs> wow,
3: <laughs> he doesn't. We're he does Joking, folks. He for doesn't run. You who don't know? This is. We're just picking on. Clearly, if anybody's no, listening to the show, he's not capable just, of running absolutely.
2: and doing anything. So
3: yeah. he, he's only wow. rolling downhill. Rolling really
2: <laughs> well, I mean, cow. I mean, he, He's not even it. back yet. So. Right, anyway. I mean, he. I mean, he did fall downstairs. He did while trying to text. So, yeah, so. I mean, he brought it on himself. It's his own ridicule. Um, anyway, so let's uh, get to uh, some of the news stories of the week. Uh, there's a, a story that came out uh, last week that a mystery truck series team is looking to partner with TRD for a Cup Series entry in 2022, which is leading a lot of people to point fingers and ask, cough, "What truck team could cough, that cough, be?" GMS. Well, from what the, from what I from what I've seen in the article, it's it's not GMS because it's GMS is already like it's a team that hasn't announced a plan yet. GMS has
4: announced some sort of plan that they're going to. But they did
3: not that. announce a manufacturer in that, that plan. Is, that is true,
4: Peter. But. Another piece of this was maybe announced today because they announced that Bubba Wallace will be in the Hattori sixty one for the Xfinity race in Michigan this weekend because Austin Hill was supposed to be in this car, but with trucks being in Gateway, he. Likely can't make both races in if either has a weather delay. Then it's he definitely hard to can't.
3: Be two places at once, well,
4: so it I mean, could be Hattori better. going. You know to what count. I was
0: disappointed in, and this is going back to Indy real quick. Cody Ware was the only person to do the double, and he finished but last in each race.
3: And you know what's interesting about that is. I had I really didn't even pay any attention to the fact that he was doing the double.
0: He he ran, bo- he was the only driver that weekend to run the IndyCar race and the Cup race, and he finished well dead this last year.
4: Especially, I think COVID kind of played a pit part in that. I think just the crossover we saw between IndyCar drivers watching the NASCAR races and NASCAR drivers watching the IndyCar race. I think in a non-pandemic year, we'll definitely see more crossover, more cross pollination. I
3: don't know if you will. And the only reason I say that is because each is so specialized now that it isn't, I mean, I'm not saying there wouldn't be some that would want to do it. um, But it's it's just not like it was in the 70s or 80s. How to
7: be a great dad in 15 seconds.
2: My elbow hit the button. We don't have 15 seconds. We have seven minutes and 23 seconds. You'll find out what happens in that. Seven minutes and 20 seconds. I I was
0: foreshadowing. (laughs)
2: They're going to love that tease. Uh, now everyone is going to stick around I wonder what
3: happens. I wonder, I wonder how you can be
2: down in 15 seconds. That Hold
3: was, I that was such about. a funny comeback that I, I, I almost want to take back the buzzer now because he he redeemed himself so well with a comeback. That's a tease. Foreshadowing. But, but, no,
0: back to what Peter was saying. I made that point to Tom in the car ride up here that uh, Bubba Wallace running a uh, so race for Hattori in the 61 may be a, a, sort of a tell about... Hattori going to the Cup Series.
3: It could be. Um, I don't know. I it's it's interesting to me because um, I do think that Toyota obviously at some point is going to need to expand their Cup roster. Of I mean, they can't just keep having you know five cars forever. Well, they may also but, be
0: expanding it with you know buying front row. <laughs> it's true. We'll get to
2: that in a second.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, so. The idea that, that that there is a truck team that could I mean I I mean Thor sport perhaps um, you got
0: I don't it, think KBM I don't think Kyle Busch wants a cup team
3: no I, I wasn't even gonna suggest KBM because I don't think I don't think that's a plan at all um, I mean you got Thor sport you, you got Hattori, um, you know you got it could be front row but I doubt it GMS didn't announce a manufacturer so that could be sneaky Um you know, and and I would almost say that I would bet my money on GMS, except that if if GMS goes to Toyota, then basically the whole Chevy driver's edge deal, driver development deal goes completely kaput because mm-hmm. um, junior motorsports is really no longer, I mean, they're kind of still involved, but not really. And, and then GMS was the team that was kind of acing that, so if they were to... To, to go to the cup series and change manufacturers then obviously so it would be interesting to see what happens there I don't know that's um i saw the announcement i i'm just waiting to see what comes of it because I do think there are a few teams that could possibly be in play there
2: so as as Chris was mentioning there's a possibility that Toyota could be involved in the Front Row Motorsports uh situation apparently there is a rumor around that uh 2311 and uh, Front Row Motorsports could be on the on which the verge of a merger Which I've heard
0: multiple rumors about Front Row which mean which leads me to believe that something is going to happen with right, Front Row there smoke this there's fire Because I heard that you know, a couple of weeks ago I think I mentioned on the show that Kevin Harvick would be interested mm, well, in buying at that, that front.
3: point it wasn't front row it was the uh JTG JTG, J-T-G. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't front row. It would make more sense for him to buy front row cuz of Ford Team. but um but I guess you can be anything nowadays. It's, it, they're getting new cars anyway. Um but I, I don't know again that just I would hate to see Bob Jenkins go, I'll put it that way. If 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 Toyota swall- swallows up front row, um and and basically makes it all 2311 as is the rumor um which would be by the way you say well why would they do that charters yeah. you know the, charters, it's, Isaiah, you know
0: right? what's well, this mindset now that i said a couple weeks ago when track house uh bought cgr and is ending uh, and is taking away another cup team at the end of the year uh it's the mentality of if i can't lease a charter i'll just go buy a team
3: Yeah, and what happens, what's going to happen is we're going to be back to 36 running teams because there's only 36 doggone charters. That's my biggest problem with the charter system is that the the direction we're seeing it go here is that people are buying teams to have charters. And then they're taking away if they only want two teams, they buy a three car team. They're taking away one of the teams and still being two because that's all the charters they have so you're losing you're going to lose the net you're going to net lose teams out of this whole thing if you believe all these rumors so and i think bob jenkins is uh one of the 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 hardest working classiest gentlemen in the garage and much like Uh, Bob Levine, I think he would be greatly missed if if this were just a flat-out sale. Now, if it were some sort of merger where Front Row is still Front Row, but they're just Toyota and getting some sort of support from 2311 or whatever, then that might be one thing. But I don't think that's what this appears to be. I think this is a charter situation. So at that point, you'd be talking about just buying Front Row out of for the charters,
2: well, the other the other caveat to that I is there's a possibility of them leasing a charter from Front Row, which I think they only have two, right? Front so Row they is only two, have, I believe. If, they, if they're leasing a charter, that means one of the two cars is going away.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. If that's the case, unless Front Row would operate the other one without a charter, but you know, but I don't think the driver lineup is strong enough to have a,
4: without a charter. Well, I agree. Maybe a Daytona, I agree, a day but, go, but
3: you know, so that would probably be bad for Anthony Alfredo. Um, you know, much much as I I said that that not having a charter would be bad for Ryan Priest at JTG, and I think it's proven out. Um, you know, it's just it's it's just a tough situation. I I feel like uh, the charter is really yeah, just done, muddying the waters. Ryan's done really good
0: to keep himself in. Uh in all of these races this year without a charter.
3: Well, yes, but at the end of the day, it's going to end. It, it's going to end up coming back to haunt him because um, without the charter, first of all, he's made all the races because there haven't been an overload of cars, very many of them, um, and he's run fast, but the car hasn't finished well. So the net, the the the, the advantage of the charter is you get a bigger. Uh, portion of the purse and so the good
0: thing that will happen when some of these open cars start next year is we'll be back to practice and qualifying so raw speed will be back to practice and qualifying has that been announced um, and uh, raw speed will matter
3: I'm not I'm not sure that's gonna happen to be honest I I think a lot of it depends on um, covid and other factors i'm not i'm not sold that we're going to be back to practice and qualifying every week next year um and so you know i'm not sure you know where that where that takes us but i i just um you know i just i i understand the value of the charters um and i understand that that it can be a big windfall like if you sell a couple charters for 10 million a piece you've just put 20 million in your pocket but i don't necessarily think that does anything to help the racing you know, I just, uh, I think the charters have muddied the waters more than they've helped it, it, it in all honesty. Because I, I, we could, we would have been looking at probably 45 teams, 44, 45 teams next year. But you take away one of the Gadasi cars and, you know, you possibly take away, you know, a front row car, you're you're losing cars.
2: That's right. All right we were going to take a break. We'll be back more at the Inside Pass right after this.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds.
6: Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff, or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Techn-
1: I'm Michael Nett. You're not making it work on the outside. Make sure you listen the inside
2: Welcome back to the inside pass here on uh, Wsic, and we thank Wsic for uh, allowing us to uh, come into your. Uh, your homes uh, each and every uh, Saturday morning at nine thirty a.m. If 9 you're, nine sorry, nine 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 don't don't turn in at nine thirty, you'd be halfway late. Yes, um, well, late. you and you would have missed Alex Bowen at that point too. Um, but uh, this is uh, episode number two twenty eight of our show, or actually two twenty seven of our show, and uh, ninety four for WSIC, so we're approaching one hundred episodes with uh, WSAC, and we thank them uh, so much for their hospitality in uh, letting us do our show from their studio. So uh, Fantasy NASCAR is up next. We've got three races this weekend, Gateway for the Trucks, the round number one of the playoffs, and uh, Michigan for the Xfinity and the Cup Series. Um, so I'm going to let uh, Chris go first since uh, Justice is, uh, is uh, running put him in the ship g- right now. We so. we've
0: put him off the bench and put him in the game. Uh, for uh, Trucks, it's going to be John Hunter. Xfinity will be uh, Daniel Hemrick, and for Cup, it'll be Kyle Larson.
4: Of course it's Kyle Larson. Why would you pick against Kyle Larson? All right, Peter, you're next. All right, well, two of my three are the same as Chris's. I'll go for trucks, John Hunter, because why not? He's the fastest truck all year. Xfinity, I'm liking Daniel Hemrick finally getting a first win this weekend. But Cup, I'm going Kevin Harvick because he's been just about perfect in recent years in Michigan. I like the, well, other than trucks and Xfinity
2: bandwagoning, I like the the Cup series picks. Uh, all right, Tom, you're you're up next. I
4: was
3: trying to see who is in the 54 for okay, Xfinity. Well, let, this I'll week, go then. While you're, I'll, what? No, it's Ty Gibbs. It is Ty. Okay, oh, so I'm yeah. going. I'm going uh, in the truck series. I'm going. John Hunter, Um, in the Xfinity series, Ty Gibbs, and in in the Cup series, um, Kyle Larson. All
2: right, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here because I I'm I'm leading the points by 33 over Noah, who doesn't matter right now. Um, but uh, so uh, and Noah's got a pretty sizable lead right now over uh, Peter and Tom. So I I feel like I have a little bit of leeway look. It here. should
0: be like the uh, it should be like the Cup Series. If he misses, he doesn't get a playoff waiver. He hasn't been here. He hasn't, right. He's missed all these weeks.
2: Yeah. Go go take your troubles and go home. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I'm so in the Truck Series. I'm going to pick Chandler Smith because I feel like. He's due for a win at some point. Why not Gateway? Um, for Xfinity, I'm taking Justin Allgaier. And for Cup, Alex Bowman. I'm going to do three completely different picks. Bowman the showman. Yeah. So Bowman. I'm either going to be really, really good or I'll be down there with Nick at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come, come the end of at uh, the end of the week. So those are our picks, and uh, we'll get the other boys' picks uh, later on in the week. Um, so uh, with uh, about five minutes or so left in the show, I, there's two things I want to mention. Number one, we had breaking news this afternoon. That Josh Berry is going to be a full-time Xfinity Series competitor next year, driving for junior motorsports. Uh, and so there were a lot of questions about who wouldn't be on a ride next year, but I heard part of an interview um, that uh, – Um, JRM did with um, Sirius XM today on Sirius XM Speedway and uh, uh, Kelly was talking about how as of right now the plan is to run five cars next year, they want all four drivers to return um, Sam Mayer, Noah um, Michael Annette and uh, Justin Allgaier as well as having uh, Josh Berry full time, of course only Sam Mayer and uh, Josh Berry have contracts for next year so they have to work out contracts with the other three Um, But the conceivable plan right now, Tom, is for them to run a five-car Junior Motorsports stable next year.
3: Okay, so that would have been option C, because we were kind of looking and thinking that um, at some point, maybe Noah Gregson moves up or goes elsewhere, and um, Sam slides into the nine, but if they're talking about five Xfinity Series teams, that's actually really interesting, Peter, considering that Dale... Junior has spent a lot of time lately talking about how it appeared that uh, running a cup team would be far cheaper uh, than running an Xfinity team next year.
4: Well, ultimately, with drivers like Justin Allgaier, who's loyal to Brandt, the, his sponsor, brand or Nora Gregson with Bass Pro Shops, they're very funded drivers, and Sam Mayer also brings money. So if you bring enough funding, you're bound to get a ride at G- Junior Motorsports. So it's kind of a not a pay-to-play deal, but kind of a pay-to-play deal where if you bring a check, you'll get a ride.
3: And for those who might ask, I thought you could only have four cars. That's only in the Cup Series. Sure. No limits in the other two series. Well,
2: and maybe this is a precursor to what might happen in twenty twenty three. So maybe in twenty twenty two, there's five uh, five team five Xfinity teams, and maybe they're looking at maybe a cup team in twenty twenty three. Maybe he's just going to put it off for another. Well, year. Well, so. Junior
3: told me that. or didn't tell me. He told the world basically that um, on his download that he would not pay $10 million bucks on right, a charter. Right. So unless the charters go down, he's happy they are $10 million a piece because it's growing the value of the sport, but he isn't going to spend the $10 million to get one. Well, we'll see what happens. So
2: the other uh, piece of news that we uh, want to share with you, of course, is the uh, Knoxville Nationals happening over the weekend. And lo and behold, Kyle Larson ends up in victory lane. Um, so now he's won two of the major crown jewel races and sprint cars this year with the Chili Bowl in January and now the Knoxville Nationals this this year. Um, He has plans of running the BC39 this coming weekend, uh, so we'll see if he... Gets another crown jewel win, Peter. Um, And then uh, there's more on his bucket list. The World 100 for the late models is another race he really wants to win. And, of course, the Daytona 500 in 2022 is his other crown jewel race he wants to win.
4: And then just think about what he has left this year in the NASCAR Cup Series side of things. He has the Southern 500 still in front of him and, of course, the championship. And with all the bonus points he has, he almost has a free ticket to Phoenix. So he can start working on that Phoenix car just about now.
2: And, oh, by the way, he's also now the point leader. Uh, in the Cup series by 22, so now, points. By 22 points over Denny Hamlin. So he's now in line to become the regular season champion, which is another 15 point bonus, uh, Tom, on top of everything else that he's got going for
3: him. Yeah, I was, um, I actually had, here it is actually. Um, here is Kyle Larson's 2021 season so far. He's won the Chili Bowl. He's won the Coca-Cola 600. He's won the all-star race, the million dollars that goes with it. He's won the Kings Royal, the Prairie Dirt Classic, and the Knoxville Nationals. All in the same season so far, plus a few other cup races that they mentioned in there. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, the guy has just been off the chain this year. This is one of the greatest seasons, I would argue, by any driver in the history of motorsports. So at what point, Peter, does he become one of the greatest drivers of all time?
4: I think that happens when you see him <laughs> make an Indy 500 star. Th- <laughs> yeah, I think,
2: I think.
3: think it's. All- I think he's already there. I mean, honestly, I think he's already there. It, it, you know, he's, he is going to – if he keeps going the way he is, he's going to be mentioned in the same breath as the A.J. Foyts and Tony Stewart's and Mario Andretti's. I mean, now he may never get an Indy or Formula One part of the the thing, but – you know, his ability to jump in a car, he's he's won, you know, dirt late model races. He I mean, it's incredible what what the guy can do. And, and he, he jumps into a car he's never driven and instantly adapts. That is a
9: gift. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and there's also a a push from uh, from fans and, and some other drivers to Roger Penske to have somewhere fi, somewhere along the way find Kyle Larson a ride for the Indy 500. I'd love Next to year. see it. Well, I would say, I, don't I, don't think it's, about that.
3: I don't think it's up to Roger Penske to find him a ride. I well, think it's just, just if if Rick Hendrick approves Kyle to race mm-hmm. in the 500, I think somebody would give him a ride, but I'm not so sure that, you know, at this point that Kyle would even want to do that because I think that he's, I think he's really focused on the NASCAR stuff right now, even though, yes, he's running a lot of dirt in between. When you go race the Indy 500, it's a whole month of back and forth and um, practice and all of that, and you really got to um, I'm not sure Kyle would want to do that right now, maybe at some point later. but um, And he's got plenty of time. He's still young. Indy cars have
2: wings. Why not? Um, we are going to uh, get out of here for this week. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us. If you missed any part of Alex Bowman's interview or any of our show, make sure you catch it on demand at your favorite podcasting website um, or ask your uh, Alexa or Amazon to play the latest episode. That is all for this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you guys next time on the NSF Pass.